Are you struggling with all of the messages about Mother's Day and how wonderful it will be to honor mothers, but you're not even sure what motherhood means after you've lost your baby? There's no harder holiday to cope with for moms of stillborn babies than on Mother's Day. That's why I'm hosting a free support session called Coffee and Comfort on Sunday, May 12th at 11 o'clock Eastern. We'll get together for an hour before the day gets started and talk about the guilt and what-ifs that so often come after this type of loss. And I'll help you create a plan for the day that honors both you and your baby. The best part is we'll gather together with other lost moms who really get exactly how you're feeling so you won't feel alone. Together, we'll navigate Mother's Day and learn how to get through this tough holiday with ease. Save your seat at jennifersend.com slash coffee or click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. After a short time that day, the dread washed over me and I thought, how are we going to tell the kids? I'm Jennifer Sen, a certified life coach, married mama of two sons, twin angel babies, and a rainbow baby. And this is the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. I'm on a mission to help stop the isolation, shame, and lack of self-confidence that often comes with stillbirth loss, and to show you that you still deserve to live the life you've dreamed of. Pull up a cozy seat, pour a cup of coffee, and prepare to hang out with a caring friend who's been through it and can show you the way. Hello there, and welcome back to the Navigating Baby Loss podcast. This is episode number 14. And today I'm talking to you about how to talk to your kids about sibling loss. And I think this topic is helpful because it's something that you will need to do if you have older children or even having children in the future that you may want to revisit this with them at some point. I have a unique perspective on this topic because I've been on both sides of the coin as a sibling who's tried to understand stillbirth loss, and again, as a parent who has had to try to explain it to my own children. So I'll tell you a little bit about my own story, and I'll give you the advice that I've learned through my experience that I think might be helpful for you. Conversations around baby loss were really familiar to me growing up because my parents had a baby before me who died at birth. I always knew about her and knew the details. And my parents would talk openly about it anytime I had a question or any thoughts about her. It was usually something related to what would, what would my life look like if she had lived or would I even be here if she'd lived? Kids have a lot of curiosity about those things. My parents were always really open to those kinds of conversations and they dreamed about her right along with me. I watched my mother cry as she talked about it and regardless of how many years had passed, It didn't seem odd to me that she would still be sad about it. 
You could hear her emotion and love as she spoke about my sister, Elizabeth Ann. I know now that it was a gift to my parents to be able to remember the loss of their baby with their living children, since we all know on this side of our baby loss how much we want people to remember and talk about our babies. I wanted the same for my children, and I wanted them to remember my twin girls as part of our family that in something that we celebrated and that that it was something that they had to be cautious or scared to talk about. When you're in the beginning stages of a pregnancy loss or stillbirth, there are so many things that flash in your mind as that shocking news starts to slowly sink in. It feels like a series of punches as you realize your life is forever different. The baby you dreamed of is not coming home with you. You are feeling grief like you never imagined and are desperately wishing you could turn back the hands of time and have a different outcome. Then comes the task of telling those closest to you what has happened. My husband, God love him, took care of calling both sets of parents that day, something I just don't, I just can't even imagine, and I don't even know if I'll ever be able to show enough appreciation for, because in his own numb state, he took charge and made those calls and had to say the terrible words, the babies are gone. When my parents arrived at the hospital, we we just couldn't even speak to each other because we knew the magnitude of pain that was being felt at that moment. I I did feel an extra layer of pain for them because I can't imagine experiencing it yourself and then reliving it and watching your daughter experience it. I'm not a grandmother yet, but it's one I pray I don't have to relive with my own children. After a short time that day, the dread washed over me and I thought, how are we going to tell the kids? That day, I didn't feel any activity and our two sweet boys were two and five and they were home with my in-laws. I went to the doctor in a panic and then met my husband at the hospital where he was working that day as I got the confirmation news. How would we tell the boys that the sisters we had been preparing for weren't coming home? How would we make them understand what happened without scaring them and the disappointment? We talked all the time about all the things that they would be doing when they came home and what life was going to be like with these two little babies They told everyone that they saw that they were having twin sisters and they had a hand in helping us set up the nursery and they played with a lot of their old toys and equipment that we used for them. So I couldn't imagine what it would be like for them to have to see their parents be so sad or how when everyone came to visit, they were greeted with a tearful, sobbing hug 
as they had parents who were going through the motions of a daily routine like zombies, exhausted and lifeless. I was really worried about the toll that it would take on them. And yes, I know kids are generally resilient and just kind of in their zone, but I knew they would feel it. What if they asked me questions about the babies and I cried? There were just so many things that I was concerned about with these two little guys and what what their future was going to be like with us as grieving parents. How in the world was I going to be the parent I wanted to be when my whole life felt like it was ruined and worthless? The doctor gave me some choices before we left the hospital once we confirmed the news on that day and Since it was late at night, we decided to go home so we could see our boys rather than stay in the hospital to start induction the next day. I just needed to hold them. And as hard as I knew it would be for me to see them, I knew they needed to see me too. So I went home and slept in my bed for one more night with dead babies in me. It was probably the worst night of my life so far. We gave them the news in a two and five year old fashion, and the youngest son was pretty nonchalant about it. But our inquisitive five year old had lots of questions. He was acutely aware of what was happening, and he told his whole kindergarten class the next day, his teacher later told me. We decided to be very upfront and honest about what was happening, but in a way that was as reassuring as we could, not knowing ourselves what the next few days or weeks would hold for us. We let them attend the funeral, and my oldest son had bought them each a small stuffed teddy bear when he was shopping with my mom one day as a gift that he wanted to give them when they were born. So we had them buried with the teddy bears. When we chose the gravestone, it was etched with a teddy bear on each side of their names. I am happy to report that they have both grown into well-adjusted, successful men and are the best big brothers to their rainbow baby sister. While this was a hard journey, I tried to be the best mother I could be in the circumstances, and I drew so much of my strength from them. I know that it made me appreciate their lives more than I ever could. And I hope that I instilled that same appreciation of life into them. So here's my advice. Answer their questions, no matter how many they ask. Kids at any age are bound to be curious and can tell when someone's not being honest with them. As hard as it is when they would ask questions and we may not have felt like answering them, we did. It was sometimes even healing for us to dream and imagine where they were and imagine who was with them and imagine what they would look like. It was messy and hard at times, but I think it made us better parents. It made us lean on each other and had us fighting harder than ever to make sure our marriage survived this tragedy. 
It taught the kids many lessons about life and love. Find ways to celebrate them. There's nothing a baby loss parent likes more than to have someone remember their baby. You can create so many opportunities within your own home with your children and do as much or as little celebration as you wish. You can hold birthday parties, plant flowers, create rituals of talking to them or write letters to them, celebrate them at holidays, buy gifts in honor of them, do anything that feels right for your level of comfort. And while it might not always feel like a pleasant memory, memories are being made and it can help your healing to recognize and celebrate the gifts your baby's life brought to your family. Don't hide your tears. I had a friend who refused to ever let her children see her cry. I am such an emotional person. I'm not sure I would have it would have ever ever been possible in my home, but I often wondered how her kids would deal with real life when they faced things that made others or even themselves feel intense emotion. We've been conditioned to believe that crying equals weakness and that it's something that has to be stopped as soon as possible or hidden in my friend's case. Crying doesn't have to be scary to them and it helps them see that you can feel an emotion and be perfectly okay after it. The only way to the other side of pain is through it. And that means that there are many tears to be cried, whether it happens alone with your partner, your friends, or family, or with your kids. Your responsibility as a parent is to teach your children how to manage life and deal with all the success and heartache that comes their way. This experience won't be one that everyone has, but it can be one that teaches them that love comes in many forms and that life offers up many different things that aren't always coated in sunshine and rainbows. Well, unless there's a rainbow baby, that is. I hope you found this helpful. I think it's such an important topic because parenting while grieving is really hard. And just as there is no right or wrong way to grieve, there's no right or wrong way to help your children deal with it or to talk to your children about it. It really depends on what your comfort level is, what you want for the future for your children, what you do want them to remember. I do want to encourage you to include them. I think it is there's a lot of great life lessons included in this experience and they can sometimes help you. They can help you remember the baby and in different ways along the years and help them feel like they're an included part of your family. So I'd love to hear any thoughts or comments that you have. Please email me at navigatingbabyloss at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. 
and what you have done with your own children, if you are navigating this right now with older children, how you've handled it. I would love to hear ideas from you and I will share. And until next time, I am wishing you so much hope and healing as you navigate your baby loss. I sincerely hope this episode was helpful. And if you would like to help other parents who are suffering their own stillborn loss, a great way to do that is to hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, because that is the quickest way that this podcast will show up for them to find it. They and I would be so very grateful for a minute of your time. New episodes are released every week on Thursdays, and you can access all the show notes, links to this episode, and info on how to contact me on my website at jennifersend.com slash podcast. While you're there, grab some free, helpful resources. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and healing. Bye.